The vault offers services for informational and educational purposes only. Neither does it act as an attorney or lawyer. We do not give legal advice. If you require the services of an attorney or lawyer, we suggest and recommend you obtain a competent attorney or lawyer. Trust Christian is not a tax attorney and not affiliated with the United States government or entity. Peace. Welcome to the vault. Just want to thank you for tuning in, listening in live, wherever you are in the world. So excited to bring this episode to you. Just want to start out as we always do, giving a big shout out and thanks to the ancestors uh, and the creator, knowing that without them, there would be no me and be no us. Always excited and thankful for that. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to my mother and my father and my grandmother and grandfathers for, uh, you know, bringing us forth tonight, uh, helping me become the man that I am and uh, being able to, you know, do the righteous work that we're looking to do. This episode today is going to be what is a 501c3 charitable foundation and uh, look forward to bringing that information to you in the most solid manner possible. Uh, you know, I want to give a big shout out to the trustees. We do private training, um, you know, helping individuals manage their private estates. We know that we have a lot of individuals that, uh, you know, have private estates and want to maintain their privacy and get what we call back into the private, uh, knowing that, you know, most of the stuff that's going on is the public and that's all well and good, but uh, the private came before the public. So really excited about helping individuals get into the private um, because, you know, individuals always talk about the Black Wall Street and uh, we just really want to help individuals rebuild that. And the way you, we're going to be able to rebuild that, not have the same situation happen again that happened before is by actually doing it in privacy. Uh, which is perfectly fine, perfectly legal, and that's the most important thing. I uh, want to give a big shout out to the individuals that contact uh, the vault uh, privately and look to, you know, deal with us in the private, you know, whether it's a consultation or getting enrolled in private trustee training. Um, you know, that's the most important thing is individuals being able to maintain their private estate. You know, and then we want to thank anyone that's looking to do that. Anyone that's contacted us just to say, you know, show love and thanks. You know, really, really appreciate you all showing thanks and love. It really means a lot to me. Uh, this is my charity for African Indigenous descent people. I know that we do have a broader audience, but always want to say that, you know, this is why I started the show is for charitable purposes, uh, because I feel like, you know, going to school and getting a four year degree to learn some of the things I've learned. You're not even going to learn in a four year school. Um, so, you know, we're going to move forth on that. Um, I'm just going to go into this this episode because I do this for charity and I'm so excited that we're able to really kind of focus and go in about charity tonight. Uh, what particularly a 501c3 is um, when it comes to charitable foundations, because we hear a lot of athletes have these things. Uh, politicians have these things uh, and, and people really don't know how they're held. There's a difference between public and private. Please familiarize yourself. Secondly, I remember when I first came into this information and my mentor, uh, because I did have mentors when it comes to this information, and I still do have mentors. I'm not a know-it-all. Um, you know, I don't pride myself on being this million-dollar guy in the public because guess what? Every wealthy person holds their wealth privately. The people that you know about publicly, they're the ones that have public information. There are richer people privately than they are publicly. That's a fact. 
So um, I remember when I first ran into my mentor, he, he mentioned to me, he said, you know, he helps people make money giving it away. And I was like, okay, how does that work? And we got into conversations about this whole private charitable foundation stuff. You know, we talked about the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, something that I'm going to put a pin in right now uh, to actually come back to that. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um, because that foundation was started after he had an antitrust lawsuit, keyword trust. We have to understand what's going on here. Trusts are generally dealing with privacy. And so he went through an antitrust lawsuit. And he said... Rich people make money giving it away. And I never knew what he meant until, you know, he taught me and now I'm here. As well, recently in the news, this is sort of like a current event, people have a big issue with Mark Zuckerberg giving his wealth away to a foundation, saying that he doesn't own any more Facebook stock, that the stock is now going to pay the foundation. Why is it? Why is it that wealthy people set up foundations while, while everyone else is setting up a traditional business. Oh, yeah. So wealthy people make money giving it away. Okay? They set up entities. You have to understand, brothers and sisters, that business is about your last name. If you're focused on entrepreneurship, it's about your last name. That's why they set up these foundations. These foundations are to preserve their last names. Don't you see the Rockefeller Foundation, which we're going to get into heavy tonight? Uh, don't you hear about the Carnegie Foundation, which we're going to get into heavy tonight? The Rothschilds. You hear about these individuals and you say, well, didn't they start out that way? No, they didn't start out that way. They built those foundations. Most of those are first generation, uh, you know, multimillionaires. And then went and took it beyond that. But they all, for some reason, had a foundation. We all, this show is for us in America because we can deal in these foundations and these charities. Why is that? You know, so we're going to be talking about that tonight. I want to address something right off the rip because a lot of brothers and sisters, they ask about this whole nonprofit, nonprofit. And I'm just like, brothers and sisters, charity is a business. So how can we say that it's nonprofit? When brothers and sisters come to me and they say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I have a nonprofit established. You know what I say? I don't care. Because you're in business to make money. You're in charity to give money away. How can you be in charity to not get money to give it away? So we need to get rid of this vestige, this thought process of nonprofit. Here's what I'm going to say to you. Let's look at 501c3 tax exemption, because that's what I hear. That's what I think. Does your organization have a tax exemption? Can it accept monies in and give people a tax deduction? That's 501c3 status. Now, when you come to me and you talk about some whole, you know, this whole nonprofit, I don't know what that means, because all I want to know is, is did the IRS send you a letter in the mail that said you are considered a tax exempt 501c3 organization. If not, I don't care. Because it's about charity. And charity means people can receive a tax deduction for giving you money. Same thing with a church. 
Same thing with a school. You're supposed to re receive a 501c3 uh, designation as an entity to actually have people give you money and they can receive a tax deduction. If that's not the case, what's the point of calling yourself a nonprofit? Those things are irrelevant. So I wanted to address that early. This whole, I have a nonprofit. I got my nonprofit started. Okay, so you're trying to tell me you can't draw a salary as a CEO? You're trying to tell me that Mark Zuckerberg doesn't draw a salary as the CEO? You think that Bill Gates doesn't draw a salary from his foundation as the, as the CEO of the foundation? Stop kidding yourself. Yes, they still draw funds from the company. It doesn't mean that the company is flat broke. It means that the company allows people to get tax deductions when they give to the entity. It means that the entity is set up for the public. It's for the benefit of the public. Here's another one for you, brothers and sisters. Charities are supposed to be set up to lighten the burden of government. Because government is a form of welfare. It's a form of social welfare. It's actually a form of involuntary social capital. Involuntary. Why? Because as a jobber, you know, you have to, like, give money away to the government before you actually make it. Well, guess what? In charity, you actually can give people a tax deduction, which means you take money in, and then you can use that money for charitable purposes, and it's tax-exempt. It says that in 501c3. It says it's a tax-exempt entity. It doesn't mean you're personally tax-exempt. It means the entity is tax-exempt. That's what I want to point out to you. So, let's, let's kind of go into some of what's considered, um, I guess you would say, private. Because there is public charities, public foundations, but how do we maintain our privacy as private people? Well, Sharif, you know, we talk about setting up a trust, you know, but what about our charitable givings? Do they have to be public? No. We can actually set up private foundations. Oh, wow. We can? Yes, we can. Why? Because this is where we're going to go to. The same law that those states are depending on for their state charities, we're going to go to the state law that says no state would imp will impair the obligation of contracts. You can rest assured, Sharif Ali knows that private law is contract law. Contract law is private law. So we can set up a private contract, which private people do, which rich people do. That's why you don't even know how they set up the foundation. It's because they set it up as a private family foundation. It's private. You don't really know what's going on. The only thing you see is their tax return for it. How much money they took in as far as donations and how much they spent that year. Private foundations. But it's still charitable. Why is it charitable? Because it's for the benefit of the public. So when I'm talking to you all and you say, oh, I want to be sovereign or, oh, you know, I want to maintain my privacy. OK, how do we maintain our privacy? We set up private contracts. We go to the IRS. We let them know, hey, we want to benefit the public. That's how we become a charity. Why? Because we're for the benefit of the public. Our private, our private organization is for the benefit of the public. Period. Private family foundations. 
We can easily go to the Rockefeller Foundation. It's a private foundation. We can go to the Rothschilds Foundation. It's a private foundation. We can go to the Carnegie Foundation. They're private foundations. Well, what makes them a charitable foundation? Because they're for the benefit of the public. And that's why the 501c3 designation is what they're allowed to get. Even though they created a private contract, guess what? They're for the benefit of the public. They're here to help the public out. Isn't that what the Bill and Melinda Gates say they're doing right now in Africa by giving out vaccinations? The, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation says they're giving out vaccinations in Africa to benefit the people over there. It was set up by them privately, but it's for the benefit of the public. That's how they were able to get the 501c3 designation. That's why they're able to take in monies and give people a tax deduction. It gets real scary how powerful these foundations are. Why? Because they're running the social fabric of the society. How are they running the social fabric of the society? Here we go. I'm going to lay it off all my brothers and sisters that are into this whole HBCU rhetoric. This whole HBCU mentality. You all can go look up one of the easiest uh, individuals. Booker T. Washington was very famous for getting Caucasians with their foundations the Roswell Foundation, to actually give to Tuskegee University. But here's another one. For all, I, I, I was talking to some individuals on Facebook earlier today, and they were you know, talking about, well, is Morehouse, was it started by an African indigenous descent person? Okay, no, it was not. It was started by Rockefeller. Rockefeller gave a thing called an endowment to his pastor, to the school itself. He named it after his pastor. You all can go look this up. Rockefeller started Morehouse University. But oh, no, no. I'm not going to leave you on that one. I don't want you to be feelings hurt if you went there. And it's interesting because one of the individuals that commented on the post on Facebook, they actually said that, oh, yeah, everyone knows that. So why are you calling it an HBCU? Because we are predominantly going there? So, Spelman, Spelman University is named after Rockefeller's wife. That was her maiden name. Wow, did I hurt your feelings? I just want to bring new information so we can be educated. Same thing with Hampton and Howard. We were given donations to start these schools so they could help us get out of what was considered at that time rule living so we can become urban, so we can become industrialized. But Spelman University was not started by no sister. It was, it was named after his Rockefeller's wife, her maiden name. And we're surprised by this? And that's for all the HBCUs. It's rare that I can research an HBCU and not see that Caucasians were giving us money to start these schools. And is anything wrong with that? Completely no. We've had to work together in this country. That shows the social fabric of the country. But it also shows the dubiousness of the country. Why? Do you think Rockefeller family's working? <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone going through uh, Morehouse and most of the individuals that go through Morehouse and uh, individuals that go through Spelman are just looking for a degree to go find a good what? Job. 
So I had to address those schools early because a lot of people say, well, you know, you know, we have these HBCUs and there are schools. Guess what? These foundations are founding the schools. That's why when you walk into the school, you see the donor wall. The donor wall is what's running the school. The school wasn't started by the state. The school was started by a private family through donations, which most of the time are considered endowments. Endowments. What is a, a foundation, though? See, a lot of people say, well, what's the foundations for? Why do, why do rich people start these things? It, did Bill Gates start it for a tax shelter? Uh, yeah. But also, it allowed people to get tax deductions for him starting a charity. That's what they're for. That's what, pe that's what wealthy people are using them for, whether you know it or not. They're not just using it to go out and say, oh, I'm doing some good. But guess what? I think that we should be doing some good with these entities. Because that's what they're for. They're for the benefit of the public. Do you want to know how the Rockefellers are controlling the public education via a private foundation? The Rockefeller Foundation started the general, it was, it's called, I want to quote it because they changed it in 1950 or 19, it's 1950s or 1960s where they called it the Board of Education, but in the beginning it was called the general, it was called the General Board of Education, and then they changed it to the Board of Education. You all can go look this up. It was started by Rockefeller and the foundation that he has. That's who started the public education system that you know it today. And how is it being controlled? Through a private family foundation, through a charitable foundation, through a 501c3 foundation. Why? Because he set his wealth up? Because guess what? I, all, I mentioned to you in the beginning of this episode, charity is a business. This was a businessman. He was a free market capitalist. You all can look up this information. Yes, Rockefeller started an actual foundation, not only did it start that, it, it, like I told you all, you can see the foundation founded two HBCUs, Morehouse and Spelman. He also founded what? The Board of Education that most people's children is going through in the public right now. Do you wanna know why these entities are private? Because they're not letting the public know. They create public institutions to benefit the public. So the public gets what information these private families want them to have. Private families meaning the Rothschilds. Private families meaning the Carnegies. Private families meaning the Rockefellers. These individuals are private people. Why? Because they deal in trust. The, the coin termed is own nothing, control everything. Wow. It looks like Rockefeller, he did a great job at that. He owns nothing. But guess what? I can name Hundreds of companies that you deal with on a daily basis that the Rockefeller Private Foundation owns, but they're private. In my episode last week, that's why I went over private corporations versus public corporations. Because private entities are owning these public entities. So in this particular case, a 501c3, a charitable foundation, can be private. You all know that we talk about private. We talk about own nothing, control everything. We actually talk about trust. 
having a trust in place. People think you need to be a trust fund baby. You don't need to be a trust fund baby. You have an estate when you're born. That means you need to have a contract in place. A trust is nothing more than a three-party contract. Nothing more, nothing less. You can start a trust with a ring. You can start a trust with a table. You can start a trust with a pair of shoes. It's private. How do we know this? Because the Constitution protects us, whether it's on a state level or the federal level. It says, own nothing, control everything. Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution no state will impair the obligation of a contract. They don't touch these trusts. Why? Because rich people put those things in place. They're private people. I want to point out how the public education system, which is a charitable organization, anything in the public is charitable. Everything in the public is charitable. Why? Don't they tax corporations in the public? Hmm. If it's in a private, it's not in their jurisdiction. Now, do you see how these individuals are able to amass wealth? And you be like, wow, this guy is like super stupid rich, like trillion dollar rich. Yeah, they're trillion dollar rich because they're in the private. The private has nothing to do with public taxes. The private sector has nothing to do with public taxes. The public tax the public. The private, wow. What does the public say about the private? That means you're non-government. You're not in our jurisdiction. That's why we see so many individuals coming along saying, hey, I want to have my 9-8 number. Hey, I want to actually have a private trust set in place. Hey, I want to I deal in foreign jurisdiction. Hey, I don't want to be a part of the United States. Why? Because you want to maintain your privacy. But what does this have to do with the public, Sharif? It has to do with the fact that these charities which is just a piece of paper, it's a contract, is set up by private people, such as the Bill and Melinda Gates, such as the Rockefellers, such as the Rothschilds. They're private. They understand contract. Article 1, Section 10. But what makes it a 501c3? Here you go. It's for the benefit of the public. Now, if you're trying to tell me that public education is not for the benefit of the public, then uh, let's go look at the General Board of Education. Now just called the Board of Education. 1903, Rockefeller created that through the private foundation that he created. Facts. Now we can either choose to keep operating in the public and say, hey, you know, we got to work hard. We got to work hard. Yeah, as soon as, Zuck as soon as Zuckerberg got rich, what did he do? He created the Zuckerberg Foundation. Is it a coincidence that wealthy people set up their wealth and put it into a business that is perpetual? Charity is never going to go out of business. That's how I was taught. Charity is never going to go out of business. Your wealth is supposed to be set up as a charity. You own nothing, control everything. Being the best business in the world. Charity. That's why I'm doing this show. It's for charity. So we have to wise up, brothers and sisters. Here we go. I'm going to do something for the Moors. Because these are the individuals that say, oh, Noble Jar Lee, he set up this trust for us. Cool. Here we go. Let's stick the iron in the fire. If he set up a trust, then why aren't you dealing in trust? That's the first issue. You are supposed to be set up as your leader is set up. 
and not depending on some other man to give you their trust. Because in trust, you deal in secrecy. You deal in privacy. So, okay, let's keep digging deeper into this noble Drew Ali trust, the whole private trust that he set up that supposedly holds all the land for all the indigenous African-Americans inside the United States that we're supposed to be able to live on. Okay, you know, he has this, he had this private contract because that's all a trust is, is a private contract. So he had this private contract and it's supposed to be registered up in Chicago. And now we started this private organization as a 501c3. So now you can see how he actually could have set up a private trust as a private charitable entity. He knew contract law. So he set up a private contract. He went and applied to the IRS and said, I need a 501c3 designation. Why? Because I'm here to help out the public. I'm here to help my people come out of her. That's his philosophy. Oh, but see, don't think Noble Drali was the wisest. Uh, don't you guys remember Fard Muhammad and Elijah Muhammad of the Nation of Islam? Uh, isn't their organization a 501c3 organization? Yeah, and how well have they duplicated their success? It's private. These are set up as private organizations that are here to benefit the public. See, people in positions of power, they're not here to let you get a leg up. They're here to keep you at the level of knowing what you are, what they want you to know. And I just mentioned to you all that when Rockefeller set up the General Board of Education, now the Board of Education, that's how the education is being controlled privately. Through a foundation. Same thing with the foundation that's dealing with the Morehouse or the Spellman. When you set up those entities, uh, isn't that school a public school? Yeah. Cool, there you go. Now you see how the education is being controlled by private individuals, private family, fa private families. They're not working. The Rockefellers ain't working. The Carnegies aren't working. The Kennedys aren't working. You know the Kennedy Foundation is out here. You all know that. So I just wanna, you know, make sure that we're all on the same page with this whole public and private thing. We can never get past public and private. But guess what? You don't have to feel limited. Because people say, when I come into the private, I'm going to go private, and then I can't get back in the public. I can't do anything in the public. Well, yes, you can. Oh, a lot of people say, well, I, you know, I hear this. This is, this is the most asinine thing that someone can say to someone. You have to start a business before you can start a charity. Charity is business. It's the best business to be in. See best business to be in. Why? Because people are going to need charity forever. Forever. As long as we live in a system, and this is a system, there are other systems in the world. If you don't like the, the United States system, then go to another system. There are systems called capitalism, communism, socialism. Well, guess what? You live in capitalism. And in this system, it says, they're going to be haves and have-nots. And the whole government and a political situation is set up to give to the have-nots because they have not gotten up and given to others. So they are still got the handout. So for the Moors that are, are disappointed that Noble Drew Ali, and he, well, he has the 501c3, and that's not a legitimate thing. Yes, it is legitimate. 
It's a business. He had to set it up for the benefit of the public because he was dealing with public people. But guess what he did it in? He told you the entire plan the entire time. He said, I have a trust. He said, don't deal in your old name, the one that the government has control of. He says, deal in your private name and your new name. Well, guess what? A name, if you go look in the Black's Law Dictionary, which is an actual dictionary, 1 through 10, they're on the 10th edition. This is what lawyers use, so you don't need to feel weirded out when I'm talking about this. The Black's Law Dictionary, which is so cool, it's called Black's Law Dictionary. That's what lawyers use. That's what judges use. They use a Black's Law Dictionary. The Black's Law Dictionary says a name, when I say your old name versus your new name, a name is nothing more than a corporation. We're dealing in corporate entities, business entities. We do not need to be weirded out by this. You are never in commerce. That's why you have to have a number. But you think you have a number? No, your entities have a number. Because you can go start another name, another entity at any time, and guess what? It has to get a number. Every entity has to get a number. So, when we deal with these entities, we have to know that citizens have social security numbers. Private families, names, foundations, they preserve their wealth with their last name, and they go get EINs. That's called an employer identification number. They don't use socials. Why would they use a social? It's not about their first name. It's about their last name. You can go set up a private family charity or a charitable entity, a charitable foundation that A, maintains your privacy, and two, you actually are doing what now? You're giving to the benefit of the public. That's a business. And people say, Oh, you know, is that legal? Is that right? Can we really do that? Yes, you can do that. Legally. Because that's what rich people are doing. Right before your eyes. Rockefeller, I, I, I hope you all don't get upset that I'm talking about Rockefeller too much. I really don't care. I really want to point out to you all levels of success. Um, I can point out to you all W.E. Du Bois, a very prominent individual in the community, very successful individual. He actually has a foundation. This is what wealthy people do. Now, you can either think poverty or you can think wealthy. And you don't need to get rich to do it. You just have to do it, like Nike says. And wealthy people are using these things, what most people would say, as a tax shelter. That's just the facts. As soon as most people get rich, they say, they go start a what? A charity. So why is it that these athletes are starting foundations? They're doing it for tax purposes. What are doctors doing it for? They're doing it for tax purposes. They're not doing it just because they want to be extra good citizens. They're not doing it for that. Oh, so here we go. <laughs> I got I to gotta bring it to you all. One of the largest endowment funds. Because how are, these, how are these private foundations creating colleges? Remember, Rockefeller created Morehouse. He created Spelman. And so guess what? Harvard is a college too. So since Harvard is a college, how was it started? It was started off what's considered an endowment. 
It's a contract. See how we keep going back to contract? Do you see when you go look up Harvard, it's actually a private entity. It's private. So we're going to get into how this college for the public benefit, because all of us, if you're in the public, then you can go to the public school. But guess what? It's a private school, not because me and you can't afford it. It's private because it was started by a private foundation. Private foundations. When you walk into the school, you see the donor wall. Well, what's the donor wall? You think these people gave their money away? You think T-Bone Pickens gave his money away to Texas and he didn't create an endowment? No. No rich person is going to give their money away freely because they're that, that good of a Samaritan. If that's the case, there would be no poverty in America. Our people in America, African-Americans alone, spend a trillion dollars a year. That is a fact. You can go look that up on the Internet right now. 2017, they're spending a trillion dollars. Spending. Spending a trillion dollars. The national debt ain't even 20, 20 trillion yet. And these people that are complaining, having a bad plot in life, it's, 40, it's less than 40 million of them, and they, and they, and they got a trillion dollars that they're spending. Back to the subject of private foundations. Harvard's private, how was it held together? By its academic endowments. Harvard. Harvard has a private management team. They manage these donations, but they're not just a donation. They're an endowment. Because that's what these 501c3s can do. When you get into a private charity, or a charity, you can give an endowment. When you give the endowment, guess what? You can create a relationship with other charitable entities. And that's what Rockefeller did with Morehouse. That's what he did with Spellman. He created private contracts. So not only did he control the public school education with the General Board of Education, he even went into secondary education. Secondary education of controlling now, well, yeah, you know, you're going to get some, some knowledge here because it's a public school. But you're not going to know how I'm privately running this school, how I'm privately controlling the education. That's where we are, private education. But everybody wants a public education. That's controlled by who? The involuntary social capital. It's involuntary, remember? You don't get a choice whether you pay taxes. You got to pay taxes because you're in the public. But guess what? There are private people controlling things through private corporations, through private charities. So I just want to point out the private aspect with the public aspect. That's what I want to point out. Because we can talk about public charities all day. Yeah, you can go to a public lawyer. They'll help you set up a public charity. But guess what? In the public comes public rules and public statutes. I know a lot of brothers and sisters that want to do good for our community, but they want to maintain their privacy. So how do we help them do that? We have to get them into private entities. We have to get them into private charitable entities. They have to know the right of contract. That's what they have to know. They want to own nothing, control everything. Why do you want to own something? There's a death tax. 
As soon as you die, you're going to have to pay taxes. Well, guess what? If you don't own anything, how can you pay taxes on something you don't own? But everybody wants to own something. Because that's what you've been taught in the public. The public tells people, own something. Why not control it? Ownership goes to liability immediately. If you just control it, you can be a trustee. Why do you think these churches, why do you think these schools have a board of trustees? Hmm. Because there's a trust contract controlling that school. Because there's a trust contract controlling that, that, that entity. You all know about the NFL. You all know about the NBA. A lot of you all are spending your hard-earned dollars that you were taxed in the beginning for in the public and giving to the NFL, which is a charitable entity. You all can go look it up. The NFL is considered an association. It's a private contract between private families that are doing benefit for the public. It actually has the 501c3 designation, but they've because of the years and people wanting to do research, they've kind of still it still falls under the umbrella of 501c3 because they are considered to be what they say doing charitable work. Why do you think the teams don't own the stadiums? You guys think that was a coincidence, right? Because they're for charitable reasons. Why does the state raise the money for the stadium? And everyone says, well, my taxes went to building the stadium, and then M&T Bank goes up, and then SunTrust Bank goes up, uh, Bank Stadium goes up. Why is it that these large entities are, once again, not paying taxes? Why is that? Because they are set up as private charitable entities. Private charitable 501c3s. We're doing a benefit of the public. We allow the public to come to these games. And you're sitting there wondering, well, why isn't it considered a donation? Because they have their affairs structured at that level to where what are you really paying for? What does your receipt say you're paying for? You're paying for an amateur event. The athletes are independent contractors. Did you really think that these owners of these companies, really trustees of these companies, are setting up these entities where their employees are $2 million? No, that means they have to have a large insurance policy on these players. Why do you think the players were fighting for uh, a union? Why do you think they even have a union? It's because they're independent contractors. Just like your Uber, just like your Lyft. They're 1099 contractors. That's why they have to have an agent. That's why they have a thing called free agency. Because they don't work for the company. They work for themselves. That's why, that's why you see the athletes say, I got to go create a foundation. Because all the money's coming back on me as self-employed. 1099. So I have to go set up a 501c3 to actually lower my tax bracket. That's what these athletes are saying. But guess what? Why are these athletes doing it? The NFL, why are they open to these athletes doing it? Because the NFL itself, the United, the United Way is a charity. They set up another charity and said, we're going to call it the United Way. And we're going to partner up with you athletes now. But here's the kicker, brothers and sisters. Are they public or are they private? That's what I want to know. Are they public or are they private? 
That's the issue, brothers and sisters. There is things called private charities that are set up for the benefit of the public. That's what your NFL is. But are the players at that level? You want to know why most players aren't? Because they have a public lawyer. Because they have a public charity. They're following the trend. I need to lower my tax bracket as an athlete. I'm making way too much money. I'm getting killed in taxes. I'm a 1099. A lot of people say, oh, you're 1099, that means you're self-employed. Yeah, that means you don't work for the actual team you're playing for. That's why they can cut you, because they're working off contracts. And what is contract law? Private law. Hit the books. It's private. It's contract. But what did they do? They went and set up a public charity. You can set up a public charity as a private individual. Go set up a public charity to, to benefit your neighborhood. This is how we will maintain control of our neighborhoods. This is how you main, can maintain control of wealth. Because you set up charities. Isn't the ghetto considered to be a charity? It's for the benefit of people that supposedly can't take care of themselves. How about I drop this bomb on you all tonight? You can go look this up. What is that? Family law is private law. Hmm. So that means that everyone that's dealing with child support in the public, they're in the public charity now. The public charity called, what is that called? What is that? What did they call it? Child support. Child support is a charitable trust, a charitable foundation, just like Social Security is a charitable trust. It is a charitable entity. It takes the money from the greater and gives to the good of the people that may that say and claim that they don't have as much benefit. That's what's going on here. So now you can see how families should be dealing with these things in contracts. In contract law, private law. Family law is private law. So if your family wants to do some type of work is supposed to set up a contract privately. And what is it? What can it say? How does it get the 501c3 designation? The IRS says if you want 501c3 designation, it has to be for the benefit of the public. And they give you the things that are allowed to be for the public. Now you can see how these sports agencies, sport not agencies, these sports leagues are set up as charities. That's why I think that the NCAA is having such a, that's why people that are trying to sue the NCAA, it's not going to happen. We need to pay the athletes. This isn't a business. It's a charity. They're making too much money off them. Uh, did you forget that these colleges are set up with private endowments, private contracts? Did you forget that they're set up by private families? Did you forget that they are public entities? for the benefit of the public, to come get a public education, not to come in there and turn their public institution into a profitable institution, because they're saying that they're not a for-profit business. They're saying that they are a charity, which means they're here for the benefit of the public. They're giving people subsidies to come to school to get a public education. But then you got schools like Harvard that are right there in the forefront saying, yeah, we kind of played that game too. Yeah, we're for the benefit of the public, but private families are here to, uh, you know, we're, we're going to set up some private contracts called endowments. 
we're going to control the education that way. And not only that, we're not going to control just private Harvard educations. We're going to control the uh, Morehouses, the Spellmans, and a lot of the HBCUs. The Rockefellers said that. Because they wanted to help out young Negroid women and men, women of color, men of color, to actually get a public education. See, they were private, and then they created a contract with Morehouse and Spellman to say we're going to give them a public education. Keyword, public education. That means it's limited. Because guess what? You were supposed to be educated by your family. And guess what? Family law is private law. That's why child support is in the public. And the only way they know how to make someone pay child support is if you go to the public office and apply for it publicly. It's a public fund. It's charitable. The private fund is the private contract that you say, if anything goes wrong, like a prenup, if anything goes wrong, there's a private contract in place. That's in trust. So when individuals ask, hey, you know, how, how, how can I set up my affairs? You're supposed to set it up in the private. So let's go to Harvard's endowment. Harvard's endowment alone Evalued in 2015, you know, we're only a couple years off. It's at $37.6 billion. The fund is so big that it actually, the dividends alone from the investments that are made, the dividends alone could pay for all of the students that enroll every year. So that means the students really don't even have to pay. The dividends from the donations that they've received over the years, could pay for the new students enrolling. And I'm pretty sure and pretty confident that mainly every other college could do that. Now, of course, Harvard is an elite one. It's a private one. It's elite. So, you know, a lot of the HBCUs, they may not be on that level of $36 billion. But you all can Google Howard University's endowment fund. You all can Google Morehouse's endowment fund. And then you can see the largest contributor to the endowment fund was the Rockefellers. So he's controlling the education that's going on in the school. And what did he teach people to do? To work hard, get a good education, so you can get a good job and work at his steel mill. Or work for any of the derivative companies of his companies and his family's last name. Same thing with the Rothschilds. They start these things from for the benefit of the public. They could pay for all of their students enrolling every year. These, not only does this, this, this endowment, when you say, well, what are these private um, charities, what can they do? You know, are they just for the benefit of the public? No, this is actually an investment management fund. I'm going to say that again. It's an investment management fund. That means they're taking in the donations as a college and actually investing the money. They're investing it in real estate. So, wow, charities can own real estate? Yes. And do you see how these people are generating Money for the school tax-free because it's an exempt entity. It's exempt. 501c3 says it's tax-exempt. So these individuals are creating wealth privately because an endowment can set up, be set up in perpetuity. You all can look this up. Private charities can hold assets where the assets pay a dividend back to the school and to the family. 
Why? They're the ones that gave the school the money in the first place. They're the ones that gave the money to the hospital in the first place. Of course, they can set up a private contract because you don't know about it. And they can do what? They can get money back. Why? It's tax free. That's what these families are doing. Private families. So if you want to, you know, work hard, go to school, get an education, think it's all about getting money. These individuals are making money, like my mentor said, giving it away. They're making money giving it away because they have a system in place. They understand the system. They're willing to go learn privately how to develop a system. That's why their children aren't working. After the first generation, Bill Gates' children ain't working. Zuckerberg's children ain't going to work. The Rockefeller's children aren't working. The Kennedy's children aren't working. You see how all of them have foundations? Do you see how they set up art institutes? So for all you all that are artists and people say, oh, you got to go start your art business and it has to be, you know, a traditional business. It doesn't have to be a traditional business. You can actually set it up as a charitable foundation, a charitable entity right off the beginning. Now, the issue is, is do you want it to be public or private? Because we operate from private. Why? Because we honor the right to contract. The right to contract. Article 1, Section 10. Article 1, Section 10. No state can impair the obligation of a contract. That's what it looks like an endowment is. That's how it looks like these hospitals are being created. So when you walk into the hospital and your private charity or your charitable foundation has given to this hospital, that's how your name goes on the wall. Okay, not only is your name on the wall, you think you're going to be sitting in the ER for three hours if you've given a donation to a hospital from your charitable foundation, from your 501c3 entity? Because charities are here to do good what? For the public. Well, isn't a hospital for the benefit of the public? Isn't a church for the benefit of the public? Isn't a college for the benefit of the public? Yes. So they make money giving money away. We're going to take the money from our charitable givings, as we all should have charities. And we're going to give it away to a hospital, our local hospital. How much more stronger would our hospitals be in the local areas that we live if we were giving monies away to the charities such as the hospitals? I doubt you'll be sitting in the ER too long. I doubt you'll be sitting in the ER at all. Why? You gave money away. You're helping them stay alive. You're helping them advance medical technology. Same thing with the college. But instead, you want to pay. I know why, because you've been taught to own everything. You own the money that's in your pocket, so you're going to spend the money that you own. And keyword, spend. You're not going to invest. When you give to a charity, it's an investment. That's why they give you a tax deduction. But they don't call it an investment. Why? Because it's for the benefit of the public. It's for the benefit of the public. But guess what? That charity, once it has it, can go make investments. And you can also receive money back from that. Or your entities can receive money, or your charity can receive money back from that. These are contracts. We deal in contract law. It's private. It's that simple. You give to a, a college, but you got to give the right way. 
A taxpayer, they say, can give away, individual taxpayer, a jobber, can give away, I think, 30% of their money tax-free. So that means you can create, uh, give money to the school. But guess what? I'm not going to go there tonight with these endowments. That's, that's for private trustees. If you all want to understand how to make things work in this fashion, you have to enroll in private trustee training. It's no way around it, brothers and sisters. We cannot be in the public giving our game plans away. The Rockefellers are barely giving it away. They're sitting right in front of your face telling you that, hey, we have a foundation and we gave to the Morehouse and we gave to the Spellman, but you still don't know how we're set up and you still don't know how our children are not working. You still don't know how we're holding billions of assets in our Rockefeller Foundation privately. You still don't know how we were able to give to Princeton and Yale and Harvard privately and still maintain our wealth. You don't know that. And you don't need to know that. I'm going to Google right now for you all the largest foundations, charitable foundations in the United States. So the largest foundations, list of the wealthiest foundations, the Bill and Melinda, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um, when you, all, you all can Wikipedia. This is how awesome this information is sitting right in front of your eyes. Oh, yeah, we can't forget about the Ford Foundation. Definitely can't forget about the Ford Foundation. Huge. You all will go to Wikipedia. You'll see where it's located. They may or may not say that it's private, but the one thing you can rest assured is, is it says endowment. Wow. Once again, why do we keep going back to the word endowment? Because it is set up in privacy. It's set up as a contract. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It's a non-operating private foundation under 501c3 status. Brothers and sisters, please. Don't let this information pass you by in your life. These individuals know what they're doing. The Bill and Melinda Gates is private. Okay? I love you all. I want you all to go out and prosper and treat the world just like they're treating you. Everybody's using Microsoft. Cool. But guess what? Bill Gates ain't making no money off Microsoft. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is. Well, how did the money go from a public corporation, which you think is a public corporation, which it's not, just because they're publicly traded and they're selling shares to you, because if you're the shareholder, that means you're the owner because you're receiving money. He's not. The money's going directly to his what? His private family foundation. It's not just a private foundation. It's called a non-operating foundation. We're going to move on to the Ford Foundation. The Ford Foundation, even more, even more private. It, it barely gives you any information on it. It just tells you who founded it. It doesn't tell you the type. How is it funded? Through grants and funding. Really? Where are you getting money from? Where's the money coming from? I ain't donating to the Ford Foundation. Want to know how the Ford Foundation is making money? It's coming from the Ford Corporation. This is what wealthy people do. They set it up where they're... Corporations, which you think are public corporations, which are really owned by private trust. That's why they're private corporations in the public. Oh, yeah, it says the Ford Foundation, globally oriented private foundation. So not only is it a charitable entity, a 501c3 entity, it's actually private. So when you all are saying, I want to go into the private, I want to maintain my privacy, I want to do things from the private, you still can help out the public from the private. 
And how do you do that? You do that through a private contract. That's how you maintain privacy. Why? Because private law is contract law. Contract law is private law. Family law is private law. Do you see how these individuals are naming things after their last name because it's about the family and family law is private law? It's real simple, brothers and sisters. Rockefeller Foundation. We don't even need to go there. I've been talking about them all night. The Duke Foundation, the Duke Endowment, they don't even call it, a, and it, they don't even call it, see how they can, they can name it what they want because they're private, but when you go to the Duke Endowment, it says it is a private foundation set up by James Duke. It says, the mission of this foundation is to serve the people of North Carolina and South Carolina by supporting selected programs. Do you see how they are in control of where they give their money to? Selected programs of higher education, health care, children's welfare, and spiritual life. Hmm. So they're putting their money into spiritual life. What is that? Spiritual life. They're giving money to churches? That's very vague. Children's welfare, that's very vague. Healthcare, that's very vague. We kind of know what higher education is. Your secondary education, you know, your colleges. Let's keep reading here. <laughs> I like Duke. I've always liked Duke. James Duke Endowment, the foundation. It says it was founded in 1924 with $40 million. Here we go. I'm pointing out to you. An indenture of trust. Please don't skip that. Duke specifically wanted... The endowment to support Duke University, Davidson College, Foreman University, Johnson C. Smith. Oh, wow, this HBCU that everybody, oh, let me see, let's go see if this is an HBCU because I'm pretty sure when I was going and looking at these colleges, oh, yeah, here we go. Johnson C. Smith, a private, okay, historically black four-year university. Uh, but James Duke was the one that founded it through an endowment, and James Duke is a Caucasian. So it's really not founded by African-Americans. They are the ones that benefit from it. It was set up for them. It was set up for African-American children's welfare. Johnson C. Smith, why is it privately owned? Because James Duke, the D Duke Endowment, they made sure that, oh, yeah, it's, it's going to be in our control, even though you guys are going to be going. Okay. The endowment was established by a trust indenture. You all can go online and actually look at the trust indenture. They actually have the trust indenture online. Now, if you all think that the trust indenture is fully online, once again, it was set up by a private family. It was set up by a private man. It's a private contract. But this will give you an example of what a private trust for an endowment looks like. This is amazing. It's not that long. It's not that long. Take the time out to read it. Now you know how to set up your private contract. So when I hear these guys in the public, I'm not even going to name no names for brothers and sisters that's in the public talking about they want to start a college for our people, for African indigenous descent people. Oh, I want to start a college for African indigenous descent people so we can create a private college for you all. You know, how do we set up this private college? You set up the private college just like the Duke Endowment was set up. You set it up as a private foundation. How do you do that? You got to go to private trustee training. 
That's what you got to do. That's the one thing I'll say. You, you got to set it up as a private foundation. With, and, you know, if you all want to kind of have some better understanding of that, you all can contact me and our team at hfrn.vault at gmail.com so we can help you all and direct you all in that process. I would not be putting out this information. I would not be talking about this information if I was not abreast and aware of what is it that I'm talking about. I wouldn't even have been able to bring this private information or what's considered to be private to you all right now because otherwise you wouldn't have known about it. I wouldn't have known about it. We wouldn't have known about it because it's private, remember? But guess what? We can talk about this because I'm talking about what you think is public only. You think that Duke University is a public school. It's a private foundation-owned school. It's right there on Wikipedia. It's right in front of your face because the private mirrors the public. The public mirrors the private. The private came before the public school. The private was established by private families. Period. It was started by private families. Duke, James Duke, Johnson C. Smith. Please do not make me go in about these HBCUs. I love it. But these HBCUs were started and helped predominantly by Caucasians. They are managed by those individuals. There's nothing wrong with that. Go get yourself an education. It's all well and good. But when we start talking about the facts, these schools were started by endowments that were given by wealthy Caucasians in the early uh, you know, 20th century. It's that simple. That's 501c3 for you. That's 501c charitable foundation for you. That's how private families are operating. That's how you can maintain your privacy and still help out your fellow man in the public and get the 501c3 designation. And that's what we're here to do. We're going to be doing an event in Jersey. On You, go, you all can contact us at hfrn.vault at gmail.com to get the details. You all know how we do it. We operate in privacy. We operate with RSVP only. There's no showing up at the door getting a ticket. It's private reservation only. See, this is how private people operate. They maintain their privacy. I'm not here to do anything illegal in the public. It's not even like that. You know, you all know Sharif Ali is an entrepreneur. I'm here to help all my people. This is charity. Oh, do you see how now I have it set up? So I'm excited. I'm thankful that we're able to come to these, these, have these type of conversations in the public. Uh, I'm just really thankful the High Frequency Radio Network and the Vault was able to partner up and do this uh, because it's important. We're going to have Brother Elder Taj Tariq Bey going over this private trust, this private family foundation, or at least just a private trust um, that Noble Draw Lee was talking about, the charitable uh, entity that Noble Draw Lee was supposed to be helping individuals out. You know, we have to go over these things. It can no longer be a secret. I understand that privacy is a secret, but at the end of the day, brothers and sisters, we can talk about this. This is, as long as you're maintaining your privacy and owning nothing, controlling everything, you don't have anything to worry about. How, I'm gonna be, how am I going to be charged when I don't own anything? It's control everything. No need to own it. Just like these private foundations or these charitable foundations, they don't own it. Guess what? Who's the beneficiary of, these, of this money that Duke set up in perpetuity? The public. The public's benefiting from his endowment. And that's why the average individual is still paying for school. Because they don't know how it's set up. This is how it's going down, y'all.
I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I thank y'all greatly for calling in tonight. Um, it's been a it's been a pleasurable show. And, you know, we need to continuously move forward in a fashion of order and organization. The reason why I love the charity aspect of it, the reason why I'm doing charity is because it creates transparency. You know, these organizations, they're telling you in front of their face, in front of your face that they're private. That's transparency. The Duke, the Duke uh, endowment is literally right in front of your face that actually you can Wikipedia the private uh, contract, the private trust contract that it has in place. The one that's actually controlling Johnson C. Smith that's supposedly HBCU. This is how it's done, brothers and sisters. It's done all through contracts. So we look forward to y'all reaching out to us uh, up there in Jersey. Um, you know, RSVP, HFRM, period, vault at gmail.com. Uh, reach out to me on Facebook at Sharif Ali, S-H-A-R-I-F-A-L-I. Uh, on on um, Facebook, uh, we do have a group on Facebook or um, a page on Facebook, The Vault, and um, you know you can always check us out at uh, High Frequency Radio Network and Welcome to the Vault. And uh, we're gonna be posting a lot more stuff online. So we look forward to serving you all. Peace to the gods. Love you all. Have a great night. Great day wherever you're at.